Welcome, welcome, welcome to Fine Beats and Cheeses, the podcast that uh, you're going to make a life so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Leslie Gray Streeter, and I'm a columnist for the Baltimore Vale. Stop making faces. You know that's funny. I am an author <laughs> and a person who is just full of song. And what's so wrong with that? Stop, stop quashing my light. Okay. And my co-host is... I'm Lynn Streeter Childress. I'm a maker of theater for young audiences. And um, you would could say that, yes, I'm a believer <gasps> in this uh, genre or thing that we are going to talk about. What? Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> me. Yes. Today, oh, we boy. are talking about bubblegum pop. And our guest will explain more about what that is, but our guest is the lovely Jill Earl. Salutations, folks. Salutations. Ah. Jill, can you tell us a little bit about you? Well, let's see. I am a... I'm a resident of Catonsville, Maryland. And uh, mm-hmm. I am one of those folks that is towing the line between young boomer and Gen Xer. Mm. So I dwell in both worlds. And my perspectives span both worlds. So depending on what you Uh-oh. talk about, yeah, I'm there or was there or I love will be it. there. She'll be there. Just call your name. And if she feels like it, she'll be there. That's right. If yeah. I feel like it. Maybe not. Oh, and I'm a damn good cook. <laughs> she is. She is. It's, well, it's really funny. I'll sort of like skip ahead. But we always, we pr- prepare our guests before we start recording about like sort of what the format is going to be. And if you listen to the show, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but hopefully you have and you will continue to. But anyway, we ask a question about like, what do you think cheese is? And we th- mean like the concept of cheesy things. But when we said, what do you think cheese is? What did you say, Jill? <laughs> Jill is a foodie um very much so like literally you can post about anything on facebook and she will have some very like sophisticated thing to say about it and i'm like doritos uh but no she is um sweet chili fabulous what'd you say chili doritos lynn what's your favorite dorito lynn um Actually, uh, Tostitos, which aren't really, they're an Edo, but not a Dorito. Um, Excellent. I used to be, when they first came out in the early 80s, I was big in the Cool Ranch, but I really feel like I ate too many Cool Ranch. Me too. Uh, and I can't deal with it anymore. It just takes very fake, it's all fakey, fakey. I was either Tostitos or just the regular original nacho cheese yes. Doritos. I'm a nacho cheese Dorito. I love a Tostito, the scoopy ones that you can put in yes. chili. yes. I love those because usually I like them because mostly it's a vehicle. They're very crisp mm-hmm. in that little yes. bowl, and they're a vehicle for chili or cheese sauce yeah. or something yes, of that nature. So, yes, excellent. So, um, Jill, tell us a little about why you picked this particular topic of bubblegum pop and what it is. Okay, I, I chose bubblegum pop because, while well, I was listening to it. Um, oh, I was. What were you listening to? 
Oh, I was listening to um, Edison Lighthouse, Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. And, I love that um, song. I was remembering how when I first heard it, when I was a kid, I mean, and I'm talking about little kid who probably shouldn't have been listening to it, but I digress. Anyway, I yes. just liked it. I just liked the sound. And even as a little kid, I knew it was cheesy. It just was. Now, I didn't know what the term <laughs> cheesy was, meant, but it was just cheesy. And I just like the feeling of it. Um, it's, I like bubblegum music because there's no commitment. You're not listening to yeah. it to get any kind of deep revelation. And when you're listening to it, you might be chewing some of that bubblegum. So, yes. you know, you're, you're listening to the music and you might be popping bubbles and stuff like that. In my case, I never could do a bubble correctly. So, you know, I'm just chewing and I'm just not, I'm not asking for anything. I just want to hear right. the music. Many of the artists had wonderful melodies. Um, yes. You know, they could sing. And that's all I wanted, you know. And then because I was a little kid, I didn't know about half the stuff they were talking about. You're talking about love? I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, fine. What's the next lyric? What's the next line? You know, that's, right. it, that's why I liked it. That's why I like it. I have to say, that's one of the things that we talk about on the show a lot, is that a lot of people who are critics like myself, um, hopefully not like me, but people who are critics, used to have this thing where they judged everything by the same brush. Mm -hmm. They would go, this does, this is dumb. It doesn't have any mm -hmm. meaning. And it's like, you know, the, the Smurf movie is not going to be Shakespeare. And it's stupid to try to, like, you look stupid. Um, David Sedaris has this really great um, essay in his Holidays on Fire essay that's uh, a book of essays that's about this guy's a theater critic who is judging all the pageants that the kids mm -hmm. do, the kids' Christmas mm -hmm. pageants. Holidays and on Ice. Mm -hmm. Holidays on Ice, excuse me. I said on fire, right? Sorry. <laughs> yes. Holidays on Ice. Yes, you know, and sometimes they are. But um, that the conceit, obviously, this person is so self-serious is that he is – like dashing the hopes of all these children when they're just little kids playing elves. That what shit elf wasn't convincing, you know. So I think with things like bubblegum pop, they were they were for kids. Sometimes they were literally to sell bubblegum or to exactly. sell cartoons exactly. or to sell that kind of thing. And they were truly commercial vehicles that were just fun. It's okay just to like exactly. stuff. Exactly. And you know, especially what we're what this this alternate universe that we're sort of coming out of, but we're we still are firmly in. You don't have time to be serious about everything. It's exhausting on top of no. all the other oh stuff. My so you know, if I feel like going to my personal library and you know listening to Yummy Yummy Yummy, I've got love in my tummy. You know what? <laughs> That's what I'm going to listen to. And screw you if you don't want to. You don't have to. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And because the words like bubblegum and teen pop and that kind of thing have been used to dismiss yeah. artists. And so that's when Lynn always talk about when you have an artist who's like in a boy band or something and his first solo album <laughs> is sexy sex sex. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, true. All, <laughs> it's, true. it's JC, always JC Chasse. <laughs> Um, who 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 Leslie and I are JC Chasse truthers around here. Yeah, we, are. we he was the best voice in NSYNC. 
he's not the most successful, Mr. Timberlake, but JC had the had the pipes and he's from Maryland from Boone. Yeah, but yeah, he did. Um but but his first album, his uh solo album was like all about <laughs> sex and nobody cared. Mm-hmm. But because Timberlake did the same thing, but people liked his album. I think it's because he had uh, Timbaland and other people on his album. It's a whole story. But um, uh, what's his name? For Jordan Knight. Mm-hmm. His um, album was like, I, I do it to you. So, yeah, everyone, you go through that, like, now I can sing about yes. sex um, thing. And so, and most of the time, it's not yeah, good. And well, it, even though I go ahead, Jim. No, it, it, that, that kind of reminds me of Eve Plunk. Um, you know, when oh. she went out on her own, away from the bunch, what was the first, what was the <laughs> first movie she did? Dawn Portraits of, of a Teenage Runaway, who got into yes. prostitution. And it was yes. like, people were like, ooh, oh my gosh, wow. All I did was just say, mom, am I old enough to look at this? She's like, well, we, we both looking at it. There we go. That's it. But Eve Plum, who was the original Jan Brady yes. on uh, the Brady Bunch, yeah, it's 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 so funny how <laughs> people try to escape from innocent things, and now we're in this era now of self care where people are doing like more whimsical things, like adult coloring mm-hmm. books and yes. goat yoga and and whatever. But but trying to goat sort of yoga. Like, does but not try- look um, super relaxing to me. There's a, a goat trying to eat it. your shirt. I can't and do it. I have a friend who hair. loves it. I can't get into it. Um, oh, your hair. I do Dateline yoga, which I got yelled at for. I joked about it on Twitter. I sometimes it just or American Greed yoga. I was like, that's really stupid. I'm like, well, I'm sh- what I was trying to say is that my life is so hectic that I'm double tasking watching dateline and doing yoga and josh mankiewicz thought it was funny so it's like i don't need you lady in your opinions because josh mankiewicz liked it so there you go go. but it's good it's funny that we're spending all this money now to sort of recapture things that we decided had no value earlier um we're no value um, no value value Oh yes, we have to do a whole line of Richie one. Oh, we said we have we have to do we could do a whole episode on just to be close to you just on that one song it's the best song ever but for the moment baby so when people think of bubblegum pop, what is the era of time and years that is considered like bubblegum pop? Even though I know later we're going to talk about um, how that has kind of reverberated into later mm-hmm. um, genres and later later years yeah. and decades. But generally, um, bubblegum pop is. About 1966 to the early 70s, let's say maybe, I will put it at 74. So that would be like the prime time. And um, one of the things that I found really, really interesting, and that's going to, I think that that's where the direction I'm heading that I'm about to go into can go into later years of bubblegum pop. But one of the things that Mm -hmm. I found really interesting when I went back and started investigating, um, yeah, why do I like this stuff? Is that even bubblegum, the genre itself, breaks down into other other genres. So like sub-subgenres. Because you've got, you know, you've got... um, the 1910 Fruit Gum Company and the Ohio Express with who are 
they are unabashedly bubblegum pop. So's were were they the ones who were selling actual bubblegum? Um, 1910 Fruit Gum Company was. So they were okay. actually, they were actually um, selling that stuff. But you know, if you go deeper, you know, I've realized that one of my favorite Paul Revere songs, "Kicks," it's about it's about mm, great yeah, song. It's about avoiding drug abuse. You right. know, and it's like when I when I was older, I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Um, I didn't think of it this way. So while I'm listening to this and while this revelation is coming to me as a teenager, my mother walks by and says, you didn't realize that. And she walks away. And I'm just like, well, thanks for not cluing me in. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just really, really funny. And, um, you know, Again, people are so dismissive and and it's like, you know, okay, you know, you go ahead and dismiss it, but you know, maybe if you spend some time and stop complaining so much about what you don't really understand, you might be able to go deeper into it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So I know that you had at, before the show you'd asked that we do some hope some homework as preparation, um, and that we put together mm-hmm. lists, um, all of us of our favorite uh bubblegum era songs and i know my least my list i've wanted to switch a couple things onto my list in the last five minutes talking to you guys but i'm going to read when we get into it the list that i prepared i think i actually did six because i can't count um and we can go from there but do you want to just how do you want to do this do you want to go like back and forth like you do one linda's one i do one we go back and forth so jill um since you're the guest and we like you better um yes in no particular order, you had said your list was. Tell me one thing on your list and why. Happy Together by the Turtles. Yay! Basically because if you can manage to be grumpy, I'm going to say a word you might have to beep out, bitchy or whatever, mm-hmm. when that song is playing. We don't, we don't okay, do that. We, don't, we let you let it fly. Okay. Yeah. If you're grumpy, angry, bitchy, whatever, doing that song, you there's something wrong with you. It is the perfect song to play on a road trip. You blast yeah. it. It's mm-hmm. even better if you do it in a convertible, which I have, and it's fun. Okay. Um, Where were you going? I just jumped in some. I just jumped in a friend's car. And we were just driving. That's cool. You know, beep 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 beep. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I love but it. it's it's just it's. I actually played that song a few times during the pandemic and it really lifted my mm. spirits. And that's what that, when they sang that song, cause I remember first seeing it on the Ed Sullivan show dating myself. I know mm. again, I don't care. And I, you know, as a little kid, I'm just, you know, bouncing around. And I remember one time, ju- I remember jumping up and just dancing around and, and, it just felt so good. It felt so freeing and so liberating because I was just goofing off and it was okay. So Happy Together will always be one of my absolute favorites. And I actually, and I also like Eleanor because they did Eleanor too. And Eleanor is another (gasps) great song. Great song. And Linda, that's one of my favorite songs. That's one of my favorite songs. I think as well. We can just sing that much because we 
not paying any royalties. So we'll just, yeah, know. yeah that's a great, you're my pride and joy, etc. Yes. What a great, etc. We thought we were so cool because we liked the song that had the word etc. in it. Um, it's that song is a classic, classic, classic. And it's still, whenever I hear it, it's one of those songs that still sounds mm-hmm. good. Yes. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound dated. Yes. It just sounds no. good. Yes. 60 years later, right? Well, and it's got all of your stuff. It's got a horn section. Oh, it's got a catchy yes. lyric. It's got a great ba 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 ba. I love a ba ba and a sha la and a la la. Yeah. You know? I love those and, things. Yes. And it has that sort of, oops, like layer of sound, yes. although we're not going to give um, Phil Spector any credit no. today for anything, no, but it's got that sort of concept of the different parts layering on each other and stuff. It's really great. So Lynn. Um, okay. So I have a bunch, so I'll start with mine. Um, and, uh, so the first thing in my list is I think I love you <laughs> by yeah. the part of There you go. It is, it's just a fun. That's on mine too. Song. Mm-hmm. Right. That's on yours too. It's just, is that on yours, Jill? If I had put it on the list, I mean the list. Okay. This I'm showing you. This book was started when I was 10 years ah! old. I think I love okay. this one here. Somewhere. Okay, see. It's such a fun mm-hmm. song. It reminds me of the show, mm-hmm. which we used to watch in reruns. Mm-hmm. And it, um, David Cassidy was pretty. And, oh my gosh. Um, he was so pretty. And I... There's something about this song. It's beautiful. And it's something about, to me, it's just, it's the song, but it's also the um, vision of the of the family yes. and the show. Yes. And just all happy. And you're in a rock band with your mom. Yes. With your mom. Yes. And you're, so. somebody's playing the tambourine and little Susan Day on the keyboard. It was just a really sweet song. Um, and it's very earnest, and it just makes me freaking happy. Very. Boom. Also, it's one of the best parts of a. I'm not a, a largely Amy Schumer fan, but the sh- um, train train wreck. Uh, yeah. That gr- there's a really great moment at the end where she has um, dedicated herself to not being such a, a drunken weirdo, and she winds up at the Knicks. At Madison Square Gardens, because her boyfriend, who's played by Bill Hader, ex-boyfriend at this point, is the team doctor, yeah. and she has learned a routine with the cheerleaders, and it ends on "I think I love mm-hmm. you," and it's really sweet. So I always think of that because it's this cheesy thing that is unexpectedly poignant because she's being vulnerable with him, and it's like that "I think I love you." So what am I so afraid of? Part mm. I'm afraid I'm not sure of a love there's no cure yes. for. I mean that's deep. I mean, don't, isn't mm-hmm. that why all of us kind of push people exactly. away? Yeah. Um. So it's great. Um. The on my list, this is the same. It's a television thing, but it's fake people. To me, the number one absolute is "Sugar Sugar" by of the course. Archies. Um, of which I love so. Uh, literally, I know my son is probably sick of you know that song. Child sitting next to me, right? <laughs> yeah, he's yes. Uh oh, honey, honey. Oof. Anyway, it's just that once again, it's got a bunch of da 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 yeah. da 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 da. Anything you can like, I'm y'all can't see me, but I'm like dancing uncontrollably. I look a little like Tevia from Fiddler on the Roof, you know, <laughs> but sitting in one place. Um, it's really it's just fun it and it's infectious. Yeah. And it, to me, it it sums up all of what bubblegum pop is that just you don't really have to think yeah. about it all. Just let it happen. Yes. It's like a cult. No, don't be in a cult. Um, it just 
happens. It just kind of washes over you and it makes you happy. Um, you are my candy girl. You got me one of you. What? And I, I know I said a word that is going to be on someone else's list uh, later. Yes. Anyway, ominous foreshadowing. Okay. Well, well, you know what's so interesting too, though, is that so a little bit about the Archies is that Ron they were like Don Kirchner's yeah. Monkeys Revenge Project yep. because he yes, had he so much problems with the monkeys, which has to the monkeys need to be their own episode of the show, oh, but they will be. Um, <laughs> but that you know suing and we want to be real musicians mm-hmm. or whatever, and he was like, you know what. I'm literally going to have a make a group that are is a cartoon yep. and a, make song for a cartoon things and they can't fight me on anything and um yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah. wild and then they brought in the brilliant Ron Dante oh my goodness that yes. man I interviewed him once oh, oh so oh, cool man. he was really cool when, when Ron Kirshner died when Don Kirshner died I interviewed Ron Dante <laughs> It goes because sunrise and I interviewed, actually I had talked to Kirshner a couple times. He lived in Boca Raton at the time. Um, he took me to, to breakfast. Okay. Oh, Leslie will come back. <laughs> Leslie, for the listeners who can't see what's happening, yeah, Leslie has to jump off for a second. She'll be back. Yes. But then we will cut back to her Don Kirshner mm-hmm. story, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jill, Oh, yeah. Jill, can you tell us your second song or a second song since you have a big old last? The second song that you would like to share with us? Um, Turn Down Day by the Circle. <laughs> oh, what a great song. Now, um, I just, I like the circle and there are a couple of videos that I, that um, I bookmarked. And it's interesting because with Red Rubber Ball, you know they're just they're just sitting down and they're playing their guitars, but when they do turn down day, they've got these barbershop quartet quartet uh, quartet ish outfits on. And what got me is the piano playing that, and I love I love the the uh, piano player. Um, in that video and in the song, but also in the video, the dr- the uh, the drummer, the way he's drumming, in when his in his left hand he's twirling the drumstick and he's just like basically just playing the drums back and forth, and to me, that's the essence of the song. It's a turn down day. Turn down day. Mm. It's a turn down day, and I dig it. Another and I dig case, it. Yeah, and it's another case of you're not. I'm not asking for any commitment. It's just a great day. Yeah. I dig it. Come along, or not. I don't care. That's one of the reasons why I love that song. And again, you've got great vocals. That's a great, really. Great and now that's in my head. Now, thank you. I've heard that song for a thousand years. It's such a good song. It is. It really. Well, my number two is speaking of the monkeys is daydream believer yes um yes i put i'm a believer because i kept coming up on the list but i like i'm a believer but it's not my fave and actually my favorite monkey song is either she or words Mm -hmm. but Mm. um but daydream believer Mm -hmm. is just a happy Mm -hmm. little ditty Mm -hmm. and again the visuals to these things are in my head Mm -hmm. 
and I see Davy Jones yes. in that red shirt yes. coat dancing, yes. doing his little Axl Rose, Davy yes. Jones thing. And it makes me so happy. There's something. So the monkeys came out in the 60s mm-hmm. and 66, and we were born after that. But when we were um, six, seven, eight, um, the... Uh, after school uh, show that used to come on Channel 45 in Baltimore, Captain, Captain Chesapeake, Chesapeake, would show the monkeys. Oh. And what and time was it? How many bells was it? Four. Was it three or four? It was four it was bells. Four, thank you. It was four yep. bells. Four bells went four o'clock. Yep. And um, our Aunt Donna gave us one of her, her original monkeys album. And so... Meet the monkeys, yeah. Meet the monkeys. And so we had that and we're like, blah. And then... In '86, the monkeys made a comeback because they started showing their showing them on MTV, mm-hmm. and it became even bigger to some people. And um, anyway, all that to say that I loved them, mm-hmm. loved them my whole life, literally my whole life um, since I knew what kind of what music was. But Daydream Believer is just a happy freaking it little really song. Is. It really is. And one thought I had. Is um when we promote this, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a. Um, playlist, a YouTube playlist of each of our top fives and either put them on a separate list or just put them on one list and then I'll send the link, but then I'll also post it on Facebook. So since again, we can't like play the songs during the show, we will though have the YouTube. So if any of you have the YouTube, that sounded really old. The YouTube. Um, so if the YouTubes and the the, the, TikToks and and as my father used to call it, the Facebook, um, but if my mother-in-law, he, you're not putting me on the Facebook, are you? Don't put this. Take me off to Facebook. Yeah, daddy, I, I daddy said the same thing. I'd come home. I came home from work one day, and my mother was like, you know, when you when you once you've relaxed and put on your 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 relaxing clothes, we need to get on YouTube because there is. I saw a report about this orchestra. It's an international orchestra, and the music is incredible. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, you know about YouTube? And she's like, of course. She's like, hurry up, because I want, I want you, I want, I want to, I want to investigate this further. Oh, wow. Okay, I loved her. She was Jill's mother. Okay, everything. So, um, but yes, I'm gonna make a link uh, and link it to that. So thank you. Great, Leslie. So my number two is both the Tommy and the Shondells, yeah. uh, Tommy James and the Shondells version, and then, honestly, the 1987 Tiffany remake of I Think of We're course. Alone Now. And this is another song that, as Jill's went up, some of these songs were kind of innocent. Some of these songs were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and this song was about young teenagers going off to snog yes. um, when nobody was yes. watching. And um, it was cute when a boy was singing it, but when a girl was singing, it's like, oh no, what is she doing? But the fact that Tiffany, who was one of my mm-hmm. favorites, uh, was singing this, this is why it's bubblegum, in a mall. Her uh, first tours yes. were in malls in the 1980s. Yes. And she's got this like denim jacket. Um, and she had a great voice. I saw her um, several years ago, 19, uh, 2019, uh, right before the end of everything, uh, that we get the first of the end of everything, uh, on a tour with Debbie Gibson yes, yes. and Not Even Nature and Salt and, Paper, Salt and Pepper and New Kids on the Block. And she did that, of course. And then she did All This Time. And I think everybody's head just exploded because it's like, oh, y'all forgot she could right. sing. She could sing, sing. Tiffany could sing, sing. But anyway, 
this song is so much fun because uh, other than the kind of questionable uh, nature of the, the lyrical content, it's another thing. It's just, it, it makes you want to like bop your head. It's really inescapable. Mm-hmm. And the trying to get away into the night. What? And we tumble to the ground. What? I think, what? Uh, what? There's a lot of what in it. But tumble. it's just, exactly. T- exactly. Tumble? Who's tumbling? I'll tumble for you. Anyway, um, different oh. episode. But uh, it's a, just a really fun song, and it's breezy. And like I said, it's the kind of song that you would you could be sitting at a light and just realize you'd sung the whole song, every lyric, and not realize that you knew all of it. So Great. It was a time when children Jill. did not... Did not behave. <laughs> oh, Lord. Sure did. Okay, so Miss Jill, <laughs> what is your third? I'm just saying. Okay, now. <laughs> I spent. You've killed Leslie. I spent um, two hours last night. Just Leslie, looking. hold on. Jill, Leslie is dead and you've killed her. Anyway, go ahead. D-E-D, y'all. Oh, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> I I spent two and a half hours so listening dope. to this last night as a reminder. Uh-oh. Yo-Yo by the Osmonds. What is Yo-Yo. that? I do not know that. Oh, y'all. Okay. There's a video floating around on YouTube of the Osmonds on the Flip Wilson show. And they're what? doing Yo-Yo. Now, this is an older video. This. Um, this is probably, this one that I'm looking at has probably been some, probably somebody else's because I know, because people just keep discovering them, you know, these videos and stuff. But they're singing about, <laughs> about a love where the girl is just got this guy on a string, literally. And it's a yoga. Ah, I love it. I think y'all okay, really love this. It. Y'all need to find this. And looking at it, it was interesting. Looking at the comments, people were saying, I don't know why people don't give the Osmonds credits for dancing because they know how to move. And they do. The moves were just so, they were fantastic. They were absolutely fantastic. Now, I grew up in the hood, the deep hood. So the Mm -hmm. fact that I liked any groups that weren't black, you know, it was cause for for ostracizing. I didn't care. I did not care. I love this song. And it's, it's on the outside, it's poppy. It really is poppy. But this is another one of those songs where if you listen to it, you're like, oh, sis, why you got him dangling like that? Fess up. (laughs) Come on. Tell him what he needs to hear. So, yes, it's Yo-Yo by the Osmonds. And the lyrics are just catchy. They're just so, so catchy. So, of course, little Jill was running around the house singing this, you know, singing the lyrics and all this stuff. And my mother's looking at me like, do you really know what you're talking about? Of course I didn't. I was a kid. And I might have even told her that. And I went ahead and and, and (laughs) continued singing. But, yes. No, it's... it's, um... Uh, I found a clip from probably the 90s of some show that, that Donnie and Marie, I guess, hosted a daytime mm-hmm. talk show. Yeah, it's It's had to have been, it looked like mid to late 90s. Anyway, they had Stevie Wonder as a guest mm-hmm. and he asked 
Donnie to sing Overjoy with him. And Donnie Osmond looked like he was going to pass out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because Stevie Wonder asked him to sing with him. But Donnie sang the first verse. And then Stevie took over. But Donnie sang the first verse. And it was fantastic. Really and then we forget that Donnie Osmond can, can sing. sing. Well, I mean, and, and really, literally, by the as Donnie is singing, literally, I mean, as Stevie is singing later in the song, Marie is literally like comforting Donnie because he can't get over the fact that he's yes. sitting uh-huh. at the same piano with Donnie Osmond. I mean, really, it's like he was about to pass out. Yeah. But yes, the the very first season of the um, the Mass Singer, I was on vacation renting a house up in Annapolis. That's why I was still living in Florida. And Lynn and I, it became like a thing. Mm-hmm. It was such a big deal. Like we every night we would watch it when we were when I was there, and we knew that that was. Donny Osmond, mm-hmm. the peacock, it, they, the peacock, because he and we freaked out when he's like, ladies and gentlemen, da 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 da, greatest showman, um, whatever that song is, and we went ah, because once again, this I, is the and he was, show. yes, he was clear. I know what that's what it's called. <laughs> I was being stupid. Um, oh. He was just clearly having. I knew that song is not called La La La, The Greatest Showman. I'm pretty sure that that's... It could have been, but we're black. Black people never know what songs are called and what movies are called. We don't know. Because we have called... I mean, people call that show Nick Cannon. I mean, nobody knows what anything is called. We don't know what stuff is called, and we don't... And we don't care. We we have called Bruce Willis Die Hard forever since the, 1988 and his he was moonlight now his name is die hard we gonna call him that forever that's true and i was die hard is not doing well right now we love him and we wish die hard all of his um all all the best and all his children and stuff i love yes. him and love that, it's a term and we're not being we're being slightly stupid but we love yeah. that we love half these songs you're singing you know if you ask somebody they could never be on jeopardy because they would not know the, the name of the songs or they would know the, the name of the artist. I okay. This we're totally uh, digressing, but I saw an episode uh, from earlier this calendar year of celebrity named that tune, and I can't remember what the song was. But there was some song. Holly Robinson Pete, who's brilliant, was the guest, and there was some song, and she gave the wrong title, and mm-hmm. Jane Kukowski told her that wasn't, and Holly Robinson Pete looked like she wanted to beat her up. Mm-hmm. It was very funny. <laughs> Not beat her up, but she was sort of like incredulous, like this is She's the name of the song. She's from Philadelphia. She's like, I know what the song yep. is called. It was not the name of the song, mm-hmm. but it was very funny. She looked like, she just knew it too. And I was like, oh no, they gonna get you. And and Jane Krakowski understood, but it was not the oh, name was, of the song. Because you, know, you know Randy Jackson, who is her co-host, probably know, knows that's what the song is really called for us anyway. Okay, so Linda, did you do, did you do no, your... No, I didn't do. My next okay. is um, Groovin' yes. by the Young Rascals. Oh my gosh, mm. yes. What a great song. Exactly what you said, Jill, about the um, feeling of literally just grooving Mm -hmm. on a Sunday afternoon. And this actually reminds me of riding in the car with my parents on Sunday afternoons. Headed to places. Ha, ha, ha. That's oh all we gosh, can say. Once yes. again, it's got a good la, la, it la. Exactly. But it's just beautiful. But And what's so funny, though, again, going back and looking at some of the songs that they had on this list, I was like, is that song considered bubblegum? Because the term seems so light and, like, fluffy and, but, like, not a compliment. Because to yeah. me, the Young Rascals mm-hmm. were... 
Ugh. Amazing. Yes. And also Felix Cavalieri, oh, man. Gosh. Ridiculous. That voice. That voice. voice. Yes. So to me, there was a, a weight and a gravitas to them mm-hmm. that I gave. Mm-hmm. So, but um, that's just a great song. It's a song that really transports you. And I imagine being in a car with the sunlight, just with no particular place to go, um. which is not, which is a Chuck Berry song. But yes. Now, in a car with my mother, she had a yellow Mustang. And that song was on the radio, local local radio station, WCAO, AM, and she cranked it up. And yeah. we were, I don't even know if we were in Maryland. All I know was a road trip. She had money. We were there. The radio was cranked up. I could barely see over the dashboard, but I didn't care. Groovin was playing. And when, and you got to that part, uh, both of us were just doing it, and yeah. the windows were, ro- were rolled down and everything. She didn't get a; con- it wasn't a convertible because she couldn't afford it. But she still got her Mustang because she insisted. There you go. I love, I love it. it. Life could All be right. ecstasy. Me and you and Leslie. Yes. Groove. Yes. Yes, Leslie. <laughs> My third is Ooh Child this, by the Five Stair Steps. Oh, wow. And, um, oh, my gosh. We have a story. Basically, the short story is that my father had that album. I guess at some point they had come to Morgan while they were there. Mm. And I guess my father drove them from the airport. Was that the story? Mm. I don't remember. There was some connection. Anyway, so we were not supposed to take um, his because he had the best vinyl collection i still have some of it mm. somewhere in this house but we uh were not supposed to take it up to the ancient uh stereo also from him that because they got a good one and he gave us the old one up to lynn's room and we got in trouble for taking the stuff and my mother said don't you think that means that they have good taste in music if they want to steal your stuff so bad and he was like wait a minute because he was like your music is garbage it's garbage um, although he did not talk like um, Ethel Merman, it's garbage. With a, with a, but he, it was implied. But anyway, so this song <laughs> makes oh me happy. Yes. It just and I, it's it's on the fringes of what you might call bubblegum, but I, I it fits it in does. that it was a it was a group of mm-hmm. siblings. Um, it was a they were cute. Everybody wanted to be the Jacksons. Everybody wanted to be the whoever's, mm-hmm. and it was. Once again, sha la 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 la. It's got a sha la. It's got a beautiful um, strings or horns. I think are big on some of these, and it's got a beautiful string. Da da da. Yes. You know, um, it's just so beautiful, and it's it's just so beautiful. And once again, it's the layers of the harmonies, and it's just the the lyrics are not. They're incredibly meaningful and very powerful, but they're very simple. Mm-hmm. Things are going to get easier. Things are going to get brighter. And I cry so much because it's more, so much of what's happened in our lives in the last several years have been terrible. Mm. And I listened. That's one of the songs I listened <laughs> to not only during my widowhood. Sorry, widowhood alert. Sad. But um, also uh, during the, the pandemic, the beginning parts of the pandemic that we're still in. By the way, wear a mask. Thank um, you. But just, we have no idea how things, that's what I love about this. It's like, things are going to get easier and I will give you a five point plan explaining exactly how and when. It's like, things are going to, it's going to be brighter. It's, I don't, I don't know how to tell you someday we'll walk in the rays of a beautiful sun, you know. Um, It's just, it's just a gorgeous song and it is not, but there's still a lightness to it because of its simplicity. And this song 
I was just saying, this song reminds me of sort of a bittersweet moment in the John Singleton's Boys in the Hood mm. when um, I want to say it's when Ricky and Doughboy get arrested as little kids. Um, oh, gosh. And, and Trey is watching them kind of mm. drive away. I want to say it was that scene, or maybe it was, I'm somebody that beat me up, or maybe it's the scene when... It, I know it was in the car. Maybe it, it's when he's being taken to his dad's house by his mother, uh, mm, Angel Bassett. Mm, but I think anyway, that might be. Anyway, it, that song reminds me that movie is, we know, things don't get easier in that movie. They get easier and worse. But um, but it's just a beautiful um, song. Um, and it's also in Brooklyn, which is one of my yes, favorite it movies. Is. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, um, and that's where I remember more yeah. of it from. I now, love it. I remember... Well, seeing them on Soul Train. Oh. And um, they were performing. And when I saw that, I'm like, wait, the lead vocals isn't by a man? It's a woman? Oh, her voice. Yes. And see, I saw that and yeah. went to school and talking about the five stair steps. And I said that and they're like, oh, you lying. You wrong. That's a man. I know that's a man. And I'm just like, barbarians, you'll see. Don't worry. Ah. So, of course, they show up on another show, and they're right. singing. And it's a woman. So I didn't even have to go back and say, I told you so, because nobody mm-hmm. would talk to me, because I was right. How, and that's all you needed, all How people. Uh, well, Jill, what is your fourth? <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see. Again, these are in no particular order. Right. Tracy by the Cufflinks. <gasps> Tracy? Yes. When I'm with you? Yes. And then, of course, <laughs> Ron Dante, the man. But the song. Oh. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, it's. Oh. And then Leslie, after because you had to leave, tell us your um, Don Kirshner story after Jill. Yes. Continues. To speak. Oh, I will. That's it's, funny. It's it's like this is another song, and it makes you happy. I'm when I was younger, kind of made me want to be Tracy, actually. Um. But um, but yeah, it it just it. it It, may, it reminded me of when I first heard it, and I remember I was laying on my mother's bed, and she was in her she was in um, in her bedroom, my parents' bedroom. This is before they split up, and she's looking through her jewelry box. And as I'm telling you, as I'm remembering this, I could actually smell what the inside of the jewelry box smelled like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a green jewelry box, had a gold lock and everything. And she's just looking looking at her, uh, you know, looking at her collection, and once again, playing WCAO and AM. And it just, it's poppy. And it just brings back so many memories. And I think, I didn't realize it at the time, of course, because I was, because I was a child, but the whole, I mean, I just got caught up in my feelings. I just felt, it was a wonderful moment. And, you know, it just felt like at the time everything was all right. The world was all mm. right. And, of course, you got 
So right there, that makes it bubblegum because you got a ba ba ba. You got a ba ba. I think that's so funny that we've talked about the different definitions of this, but I think pretty consistently mm-hmm. all of these songs have had a ba-ba or a la-la yeah. or some sort of refrain that was like mm-hmm. that that's hilarious so lynn what's your fourth so i'm trying to figure out if this song has a ba-ba but it should is raindrops keep falling on my head by bj thomas um yes yes i think it does the music does oh nothing's worrying me i don't know anyway it's just well, a the music freak- sounds like it should exactly. be. But it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great freaking song. BJ Thomas had a great voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, or Hooked on a Feeling, I could have said too, but um, I love Hooked on a Feeling. But I love the original. The song is just happy. Again, a lot of the songs that I um, like either have some video component or something in my head. But of course, uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, mm-hmm. this song was from. Um, and it's the kind of song, too. <laughs> so we grew up in the 70s. Uh, we, Leslie and I were born in 71. And it was the kind of song that we would sing in the late 70s, early 80s at, like, talent shows. Mm-hmm. Or, like, yes. people would have kids sing because it was, a, it was a song that everybody knew. Right. Black and white didn't matter. Exactly. But it was very... But it was very kind of like benign. And insipid, some might say. You you know what? Yeah, it, you know, but except it, but again, like no, said, I'm saying the, when chil- when children right. sang it, oh, when, when it was like kind of nice, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, but yeah, but it's but again, it but it gives you this feeling of I'm not going to stop the rain by complaining. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Nothing's worrying me because I'm free. I'm free to not worry about the rain. Exactly. The rain is here, but it's not going to affect who I am. And Can you stop the rain? Yeah, Lynn? I won't say that. No, Can you stand the rain? Can, oh, can no. you stand the rain? Yes. No. Uh, so it's really, uh, it, it's powerful in its simplicity. Mm-hmm. Leslie, your fourth. My fourth is ABC by the Jackson of Five. I mean, to me, that's, it's a perfect mm-hmm. song. It's an absolute perfect song. I used to, when I was a serious runner, I had a playlist that had a lot of Jackson Five on it and a lot of Jacksons. And Can You Feel It was like, oh, my, okay, I, yes. I used Can You Feel It for when I was at mile four of six. Yes. And I would like, bum, 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 bum. I mean, they just were, the, and once again, talk about, this is not even the song on my list, but talk about uh, a horn like, da, 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 da. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it was the, the song was... that we walked, the wedding party walked into the reception for at my wedding? Yes. Yes. The whole right. world's coming together yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. It's true. And the world was coming together now because they were married. It was yep. very cute. But ABC is all the things. Once again, we almost also have to mention that so many of these songs that sung by children were completely inappropriate for the songs, the age of the songs that they were singing. Absolutely. Um, my favorite, the Love You, Save and Be Your Own, were slut shaming as an eight year old. Oh Thank gosh. you, Michael. Thank you for that. I appreciate yes. that. So much, but um, ABC is your very basics. It's like it's so basic. ABC, you learn it as a kid. Easy as one, two, three. Do re mi ABC one, two, three. Baby, you and me. I mean, and what my son knows all the lyrics to that. There was a show that Lynn wasn't a huge fan of. That was that uh, music show. 
with the ABC, you know, the, the little black kid cartoon thing where he was singing. Oh, all the- yeah. It was the music was great. Motown Magic on Netflix came out a couple of years ago. Oh, it, the okay. music was great. I, there were the, sometimes the narrative. But again, who cared about the narrative? That's me. It's because I'm in children's entertainment. But the narrative, who cares about the narrative? The music was great. It introduced great music. My kid got to see great music. So, yeah. And, and introduced in a way that, because our children are also children, think they invent everything. I would say, say something about it. me liking that song as a kid. He looked at me like, no crazy lady. That song was invented last week. I don't know what you're talking about. And you were very old. I'm not sure how old you are, but <laughs> probably old. Okay. So, Jill, fifth song. Okay. Um, it's inappropriate. And quite, nope. and quite frankly, if... You know, if I was a kid today, you know, my mother would probably have a a record because she let me listen to inappropriate songs. It, it's somewhat in, inappropriate. Sweet City Woman by the Stampeders. Yeah. I don't know this song. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> so you've got Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes by Edison Lighthouse. Yes, and you've I'm got intrigued. My Baby Loves Loving by White Plains. And then you have the Stampeders, Ooh, Sweet yes. City Woman. Um. <laughs> Sweet City Woman actually has a banjo in it, which hooked wow. me be, as a little kid because uh, I'm like, wait, that's not a guitar. That's a banjo. The banjo. Roy the Clark banjo. plays a banjo. Why is this in here? Okay, yeah. Corrupted, yeah. Corrupted by a banjo. Yes. Roy Clark is like in heaven going, why am I in yes, it? Yes, exactly. Because I loved you, Roy. I loved you. We looked at Hee Haw. In your fro. I loved yeah, you. Yeah, we, look, we, we, we looked at Hee Haw. We looked at everything, anything, you know. Sure so did. whenever I came home from school, sure there was did. no telling what would be playing. <laughs> but anyway, Sweet City. And he was in, he, he was grooving on that um, banjo. Yes. Roy was like, he'd get the little funk. Yes. It was like he was playing the bass. Roy would get like the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He'd get like the funk yes, bass when he was playing the banjo. Yes. It's like Roy was like, I am laying this down. Yes. It was, re- I loved watching Roy Clark. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and God. Y'all hit me so crying. I, so I come, home, I come home from camp uh, and I'm singing the lines, well, I'm on my way to the city lights. And, um, Basically, the guy is going to the city to see this woman who, on the outset, it kind of sounds okay, but it's kind of like, <laughs> So I come home from camp and I'm singing this. Boom, she boom, 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 she boom, 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 that you could hear. And this station played these songs. So she's like, I need to talk to these people. So she talks with the camp Mm-mm. people and it's like, you know, we're, we're down, the camp is down in South, in Southern Maryland. I mean, there was only one radio station that you can get. And I'm sorry, but I like the beat. Yes, I was a kid, but I like the beat. And later, of course, as I got older and I'm listening to the song and I'm like, so um, my mother's like, yeah, you sang it. You knew all the lyrics. You loved it. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, she's like, well, I couldn't stop you because you already knew it. But it's a Stampede Peter Sweet City Woman. 
Okay, rock on. Okay, we. I'm going to be talking to both of you. You need to send me your list because we are doing a, a thing because I need to hear this song. I So this is not my song, but you were talking about inappropriate songs. There has to be a quick line for... Um, young girl, oh which I hate, which gosh. is a horrible song. Yes, yes. Young, what's the uh, young girl? And this girl is a woman soon. Yes. Gary, was Gary a woman Puckett, it's so Gary gross. Puckett and the Union Gap. Gary, all of his songs were about jailbait, yes. and it was inappropriate. And you look back now, and he was just kind of. I interviewed him once too. I interviewed everybody at right. some point, and I remember I asked him. He said basically, it's like he didn't. Or dress, I don't remember him dressing the jailbait part, but he basically, that the word girl was in all of his songs. He said that's just like a thing. It's like, well, that worked. Let's do another mm-hmm. one. And let's do another yeah. one. I mean, this but girl's a woman now is so disgusting. Oh but it's so it is. It, gross. Yeah. And so I just thought, I actually had on the bottom of my list, I hate young girl in case young girl came up. So, but my fifth song actually on this, which is out of the era, and Leslie alluded to it, my fifth song is Candy Girl. Yes. Yeah. By New Edition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is early 80s. Mm-hmm. What, 83, 84? 84, maybe? Yeah, something like that, 83, mm-hmm. 84. And um, the new edition was sort of like a Neo uh, Jackson 5, exactly. uh, complete mm-hmm. with a, a young boy whose voice had not changed, um, mm-hmm. Mr. Ralph mm-hmm. Chesmont. And um, it, was, it was, my girl is candy. She's so sweet. She just said, knock me off my feet. I'm sorry. I know the words when it's in the car. Anyway, um, <laughs> but it's such a great, great, great song. Yeah. And it's very simple. Yep. Candy girl, you're on my world. <laughs> Looks so sweet. Special treat. You can kind of guess what the next words are going to be when you hear the it's rhyme. special treat. It's treat. But it, it doesn't treat. matter. Yes. It is a sweet candy. Ah, sweet. But it's just a sweet, happy, happy song. Um, uh, and there's a video of how this time was of the song. There's a video of this little kid at a basketball game in the stands which I will find and try to share later on our Facebook page or on our Twitter page. Um, And, you know, they play songs during halftime or, you know, when people are waiting for the game to start or whatever in between. And this little kid, this is from maybe like four or five years ago, and he couldn't be any older than like 10 and knows every word of this song because he was raised correctly. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it's just a fun song. And again, it shows that that, Era that genre just sort of kept going and some way keeps going. I mean, some people would say that, you know, that BTS and One Direction and mm-hmm. all that is bubblegum pop. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's very well, it's light. A, it's a yeah. formula. I mean, we say this all the time. Right. Every once in a while, some idiot will go on Twitter and go, blankety blank is better than Michael Jackson. And it's got to be bait because everyone ruins them and goes, no, because none of these people would exist without Jackson yeah, 5. Yeah. Um, my fifth song is in that same uh genre and and then i'll tell my uh don kirshner story but it is boogie fever by the silvers oh yes oh yes 
because the silvers were in that same Jackson five Osmond we're wearing these outfits that are shiny and have the flare and like the different types of silver and it's all like pant crazy pant legs and that kind of thing. Boogie Fever is a disco song, but it is also a disco song in the most bubblegum tradition ever because it's got that, you know, um, da, 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 da. It's just, there's something about it that's one thing, it's an infectious, it's easy to sing. The lyrics are nonsense, yep. but it's funny because everybody wrote self-referential song referential songs about disco um because it was a thing everybody had a disco song everybody jumped on the bandwagon and wanted to do it and so this song is chaotic because there's so much happening there's the there's the the the, uh the drums and the horns and the singing and i just remember seeing them on like soul Mm -hmm. train or one of those things i have them in my Mm -hmm. brain you know, and it's just, there was so much, there was a dude in the bass. Yep. I always love when you had these like family bands and sometimes the bands played the, um, were in the band and sometimes they weren't, there's always like some like brother with a fro, um, with the bass. Cause that bass line in that song it's, is just it's kicking. It is just, it's kicking. There's an, un, so unsung is a, is a show on TV one about yeah. what's supposed to be about yes. uh, bands or musical acts, usually R and B acts who didn't get, the uh, fame or whatever, something happened now, but we knew the show was kind of boo when, when the OJs got one, but like when, since when are the OJs unsung, but whatever, they just want to do a show about the OJs. But anywho, all I have to say, there's a great episode about the Silvers and it was one of those groups too, just like the Jacksons and the emotions where there would be so many people in the family like somebody would leave and then the younger sister or brother would like come in. There were like several factions of these right. are the years that this sister was here and this sister got married and she left. So then the little sister who was at home, right. she came into the group. So, but that's a great <laughs> song. And also classic scene from um, the first Despicable Me. Yes. Despicable yes. Me, a great boogie oh, fever. So um, great. Song. So here's my, before we wrap up, here's my Don Kirshner okay. story. So when I was living in West Palm Beach in the early 2000s, there were a lot of old rich people that were living in uh, Boca and Del Rey. One was Dion DiMucci of Dion mm-hmm. the Belmonts, who for a while was really great to me. I, I don't know how he's doing now, but he and I kept in touch. It was really great. Took me to lunch. Um, there was this restaurant, these restaurants in Delray and West Delray that people would go to all the time. And so Don Kirshner took me to lunch and I think it was something to do with the monkeys. I can't, basically they say, can you interview Don Kirshner? He goes, sure. And I'm like, I'm sitting here in a restaurant, like Don Kirshner's my granddad and he's buying me lunch. He's like, sweetheart, what else do you want? Do you want something else? What can I get you? And he was there all the time and he was holding court and they're like, Donnie, we love him. He's great. He's so great. We love him. And I was like, what? SCTV sketch am I in today? <laughs> um, because you can remember, um, oh gosh, uh, Paul uh, from um, it was a, a, it was a sketch. Um, uh, Paul, what's his name from um, the David Letterman show? Paul Schaefer. Schaefer did Don Kirshner. Yes, Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. He he did. So I was talk, talking to Don Kirshner and I was like, please don't mention, don't mention it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But anyway, he was really lovely. And we had a long talk and he was like, I was like, you know, I'm a monkeys fan. He's like, oh, one of those. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he was really great. And honestly, here's the thing. At the end of the day, all those people made money on mm-hmm. the monkeys. All those people, anybody, all the reunion shows when people come back together and everyone's been mad when they were 20 or 25. And now they're like, oh, wait, we've like, 
kept our lights on and put kids through school and bought Porsches and second homes and stuff and boats. Um, Linda always talk about when they, people get back together, they go, oh, needed a new boat. <laughs> oh, he did a sequel to the song. Needed a, some, the boats will not make themselves, man. The boats, boats them by themselves. But anyway, um, he seemed like a gentleman who was, he'd made some ruthless business decisions and he'd made some decisions because he brought people to make money. And I think he was kind of like, well, y'all, I put y'all together. It was an audition. It wasn't like I found you in a garage someplace and I like exploited right. so, you. So with... explain, explain briefly the, the, the monkey thing. Yes. Uh, basically what happened was the monkeys were an answer to the Beatles. Like everything was. Um, and they were like, I just interviewed Jonathan Chick from, um, that thing you do. And right. so I, that sort of like story is always in my head. But basically, the monkeys were put together over huge auditions. There are a bunch of people that will say, oh, this person auditioned, didn't get it. This person auditioned. Stephen Stills, supposedly, a bunch mm -hmm. of people. Um, Stephen Stills apparently was friends with Peter mm -hmm. Tork and said, hey, you should audition for this, whatever. So they were put together. Um, two of them had more of a musical background, Mike Nesmith and Peter Tork. Um, uh, Mickey Dolenz had been a child star, circus mm -hmm. boy. And Davy Jones had been on Broadway and he was an Oliver in the, the original cast in London. And so they brought them together. You had to have a cute short British one. And that's Davy was amazing. He was very good friends with my mentor, Jan Tuckwood from the Palm Beach Post. Very long story. Anyway, really cool people. So they got together and they made this album. And TV songs show. written by TV show, excuse me. Oh, I was talking with the album specifically because right. the album was put together by people like Neil Diamond and um, Joe Goffin and Carol, uh, Jerry Goffin and Carol King and Carol Bayer Sager and all these people. I mean, these songs, they're heavyweights mm -hmm. on these, this album. And some of them they like, and they would basically throw in and say, it reminded me of the, of the Wonders where they go, okay, you can have one song that's written by you and the other songs have to be the songs that we approve, like one lover's lament as he called, as Mr. White called it. And so they were basically, they throw Mike Nesmith a bone and say, you get one, one song on this album. And it was always one of the best songs on the, on the album. Yes. Uh, Papa Jean's blues remains uh, one of my favorite Great, yeah. songs. Um, but anyway, so I, there's, have you Great seen, song. you've seen that, that the last th thing that he and Mickey did before he died where he's yes. singing Papa Jean's yes. blues and he hugs him and he says, I love you, Papa Nez. I'm like, and I will be crying for the rest of the mm -hmm. day. All of you suck. But anyway, so they got <laughs> together and they became a band. I mean, they really came together and they were like, we want more control. We want more of our songs that we wrote. We want to go into crazy directions. They did this <laughs> like drug album and movie yeah. called head. Oh, um, the pup, this is waving <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. Um, waving. Well, Lynn knows waving. there was a time for like a year where for no reason I just started going. <laughs> and this is like the last few years. This wasn't the last, like this, this when we were it was kids. in the last five years or so. Yes. I was just gonna find like it'd be alone. I go, the pop this is white. Anyway, so I'm very Girl. sorry about that. Actually I'm not. Girl, look. You're Lynn, not Lynn, that Lynn said to me, this is going to be the funniest episode we've ever done of the show and darn it if she wasn't right. It, it is. I, anyway, so oh, I, they wanna control yes. Don Kirshen was like, and who said what? <laughs> it was like the furniture was talking, like the, the drums were like <laughs> The chair was like, we want to make an album. He's like, you're the chair. Chair. And the chair's like, I'm on this album. He's like, because I let you in the studio. So anyway, so they parted ways. And uh, the show was canceled. And, you know, 
the last revenges there's mickey's still hanging out um doing his thing everyone else is gone but he's still you know make do, doing his monkey thing he outlived everybody so um which is the a testament to the songs and testament to what they meant to me because they weren't the chair right. they weren't no, the chair they um they weren't like what are those the fry guys in the mcdonald's commercials oh, oh. Yes. You know, we're basically <laughs> the idea. I think that some produce. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> that some producers have where you could put anybody, you could put a fry guy, you could put Grimace, you could put an animatronic, like, oh my gosh, whatever, and it could sing. And I think that when bands like the Monkees said we are more than this and we actually have a musical soul we are not the fry guys and um i guess would he be with don karchoff and mayor mccheese in this scenario <laughs> wow <No>. actually <laughs> that that's yes i can see him as mayor mccheese He's Mary McCheese, man. I'm sorry. And anyone under, I always say anyone under the age of 35 who is probably not listening to this podcast anyways, like, what is it? But they brought back Grimace. Did y'all know that? Yeah. I know my child asked me, we were at McDonald's, what, who Grimace was and what that was about. And yeah. We went yeah, to the drive through last week and it's like, it's a Grimace shake. And I'm trying to drive. He's like, show me Grimace. Pull up on your phone. What is Grimace? I'm like, can I, I'm not going to die. And so as we were driving through, they had this picture of like cut out of Grimace. Like he's like looking out of the drive through. Yeah. I was like, that's a Grimace. It's like, why? I'm like, that is a question I can't answer. Well, and then, and you couldn't see well, it. I know he's in the back. He couldn't and, see it, but I was and like. All, and that yeah. question, why is what? 60 years old now? I mean, oh, because gross. I. Anyway. It's crazy. So I people are, are confused or laughing or drinking or crying. At this point. So, <laughs> or, or not or crying or, and laughter. Maybe hopefully yes, not crying. Anyway, sad. Maybe because it almost says because the pelvis is waving. Oh lord! I'm gonna call my friend Ike, who I was a big monkeys fan with, and just like we used to do all the time. I'm just gonna say I haven't talked to Ike in six months. I'm just gonna call him and start singing a proper song, and he's going to understand. Anyway, so um. Jill, yes. uh, do you think that this is cheesy? And if you do, do you care? It's cheesy and I don't give a damn. Oh! 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 Well, like Teddy Pendergrass. That is, that is the He said Teddy Pendergrass. Can we try? Love was never born to say goodbye. Hey. Okay, can I tell you, and Lynn knows this story, but I, my favorite spin teacher ever was a guy named Kevin. He was brother. He would do the class, 6 o'clock class at the Boca Raton LA Fitness, and I would drop my husband off at work early, and that's when we only had one car, and I would do it, and Kevin would always do, his last songs were always, like, really slow, and he would mess people up because I knew when he started playing Can't Retry, I'm like, oh, it's like, oh, it's because it's really long. And so none, nobody else in 2000, I'm going to say 2012 in Boca at that moment knew this song. And so they're like, what's this song? I'm like, Kevin, because <laughs> this song is so long. And he would go, the, it was a long hill and he'd, go, he'd put it on like, be it on two. Put it on two, y'all. We're like, ow, your knees are cracking. He also did the, he put on Last Dance. He goes, I know some of you believe that this is a radio edit that is three and a half hours, three and a half minutes long. It is not. And it was like the eight and a half minute oh. version. <clears throat> and it was hilarious. I could, I was crying so hard because I, I always sat in the back because I was terrible <laughs> um, at spin. 
Anyway, why do I even get on this? I'm so anyway. sorry. Anyway, but um, it's I because this is the best conversation ever. Um, Jill, where can people find you? Facebook. If okay, you are Jill Earl yes. on Facebook. New, new but kid. if you're a scammer and you're just trying to get her to buy your multivitamins, don't rate Jill. No, I just won't. Oh no! What? Mm-mm. Nope. No, just people when they what is they, that they don't story? Know you when they don't know you and they just try like on Instagram people will like like you like your or follow you whatever and you follow in the back and they're like hey you ever heard of forex trading and I'm like oh no thank you <laughs> and I'm, I'm sorry I have friends Click. who do that I'm sorry if you want to do that it's great but I don't want people to friend me just so they can ask me to sell their business yeah so Someone anyway did that whatever to me once on Facebook I'm like who are you block and delete yeah. I ain't got time for that. No. Well, anyway, Jill, guys, this has been delightful. So yes. much fun. Delightful. We have to have you back because I, I don't think I've laughed so hard in like several weeks. Um, Just like Lynn was, I was literally crying. Lynn was literally crying. It I was, was crying. Just, it was so silly. And so, and just what this show was about. So thank you guys uh, so much for listening. I hope that you stuck around and you will not be deterred from coming back. Um, yes, and I just want to say come back, uh, y'all. Come back, cause you know what's good. You know they're good. Come back. Well, Jill says she won't buy your vitamins, but she she supports us. So anyway, um, stay. Keep it easy. Keep it cheesy. Bye.